0: Today on CityCast Chicago, every Friday we wrap up the news for you and pique your interest on some stories not getting enough hype. This week, one story with lots of hype: the Jesse Smollett trial. Last night, the actor was found guilty of falsely reporting to police that he was a victim of an attack in January 2019. Chicago has been a little fatigued by this nearly three-year saga that's dominated headlines. But we talked before the verdict yesterday about why we should care. It's Friday, December 10th. I'm Carrie Shepherd, and this is City Cast Chicago. It all started earlier this week when. Our boss, David Plotz, who lives in DC, asked us, uh, Jacoby, Simone, and I, why aren't you covering the Jesse Smollett trial? And our response was silence. Because
1: <laughs> we, kinda, we kinda are.
0: And we thought that was a pretty good indication that we were admittedly pretty fatigued by the case. Police investigating a possible hate crime against actor Jesse Smollett are asking the public for Chicago. help. He was attacked and beaten early this morning. Investigators say it all started when two individuals yelled out racial and homophobic slurs, including MAGA country.
1: The mystery surrounding the alleged assault of Empire actor Jussie Smollett is growing. I come to you not only as the superintendent of the Chicago Police Department, but also as a black man who spent his entire life living in the city of Chicago. Chicago's top prosecutor, Kim Fox, has reportedly been subpoenaed to appear in court over her handling of the Jesse Smollett case. The Chicago... Oh, now the actor Jesse T- Smollett returns to a Cook County courtroom on new charges, but he entered the same plea. Not guilty. NBC 5...
0: Today, jurors will continue deliberating in the Jesse Smollett trial. Yes, right, and they will decide whether Smollett was the victim of a hate crime attack or if he made it all up.
1: I think that what people need to hear is just the truth.
0: Let's just break it down. In 2019, Jesse Smollett was an actor on the show Empire, which was shot here, filmed here in Chicago in January on a very, very cold night. Jesse Smollett said that he went out, he was living in Streeterville downtown. He went out. Uh, like 1 or 2 a.m. because he needed to get something to eat next he says he heard someone yell Empire then he was brutally attacked and there were racist slurs anti-gay slurs and he also said that the attackers yelled this is MAGA country. So this would have been 2019 and Trump would have been elected in 2016. Jacoby, you have really been able to connect this to a bigger picture of politics and what's happening in Chicago. So tell me why you think it's important to pay attention to this case or do you not think that?
1: It's, it's a little bit of, of both. Um, remember in January 2019 when this story first broke that my reaction was, like, first, like, very obvious, like, shock and disgust. Because, like, the um, initial details on their face were like, this man is attacked outside of his home. Uh, a hate crime is committed. You know, he has, like, uh, bleach poured on him. there There's a, a noose tied around his neck. And, you know, so so when I immediately hear the details, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is terrible. This is gross. And then, you know, when I sat with it for a while and the details started to pour over me, I was like, man, this is a very, like, really interesting case. Never to the point where I'm like, I I just don't believe it, but... Started to be like, man, well, it was really cold, and how did they know he was out there? And
0: starting to question his his
2: premise, sort of. And,
1: and, and so the details of like who's walking around Streeterville with like bleach
2: at two o'clock in the morning and,
1: and a noose with at two a.m. in the morning, and, and can time somebody who is, from what I understand, making a like last minute decision to go get food. You know, all of those things started to feel. Uh, a little suspect
0: right right you know
1: it comes out that the police is saying that he may have committed a hoax and again i'm one of those people who's like i'm not immediately finna believe a police story either like that that this is all bs and there was no attack and 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 the reason that it feels that this case is still in the spotlight is not only because smollett was a public figure but because early on when the state's attorney uh, Kim Fox it became this really big political tool to talk about her inability to charge people or hold people accountable and it was really politically mm-hmm. charged as just a, a, an example of her not doing her job and it just kind of feels like we're carrying this out especially in the public light to to harm the rep, the political reputation of of one of Chicago's most hot button public figures in in Kim Fox.
2: Right. What happens is, is initially Smollett is charged with 16 counts of disorderly conduct for allegedly lying to police that he staged the hoax. Uh, This, those charges came after Cook County state's attorney, Kim Fox had recused herself. And the reason that was given at the time was sort of squishy she had talked to a family member of Smollett and connected mm-hmm. them to, to CPD and was sort of like helping them. And so she kind of recused herself. State's attorney's office charges Smollett with 16 counts. And then later they drop the charges in what's painted as a very hasty deal with Prosecu- between smollett's attorneys and prosecutors but it was sort of, there was this big question about like well how did this deal come about like that set off this huge furor of you know, Rahm Emanuel, the mayor at the time, was upset. Superintendent Eddie Johnson was upset. Superintendent of CPD with Kim Fox. What do you mean with Kim yeah, with Kim, Fox? Kim yeah. Fox's office?
1: Yeah, I, I can't. I can't imagine these same details. You know, obviously outside of you know this being an actor, anybody really caring about mm. them and. Yeah. It's it's the classic who done it, and now it's the the prosecution is going out of their way to to paint Smollett one way. The defense is saying you can't trust these two brothers who are being alleged as you know perpetrating this attack. It's got all of the ingredients of uh, a soap right. opera drama, right? And, and yet I'm changing the channel.
0: <laughs> and you're um, we should say the brothers that you mentioned, the Osendaro brothers. They said that. Jesse Smollett essentially hired them to carry out mm-hmm. this attack. He says, of course, that that is a lie. And then just backing up, you said two or three weeks after the alleged attack, the police started to change their tune and say, wait, mm-hmm. we don't think this happened. Then Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson had very strong
2: words for Smollett. Of, well, and he accused Smollett of dragging Chicago's reputation through the mud.
1: Right, and, and 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 at that point, when Chicago police is trying to, like, blame one individual for wasting so many dollars and so many taxpayer resources, I'm like, I don't know, y'all paying out hundreds of million dollars in misconduct lawsuits every single year. Yeah. So uh, you definitely aren't the, the person I'm going to to get my moral compass on, on you know, what is right or wrong, but I, I do agree that, like, you know, if it's a hoax, hate crime, that is that is trash. That is terrible. Simone, I obviously, I'm not asking you to pass judgment, but, like, you know, hearing both sides of this testimony, do you you have any clearer sense of, of what happened that night now than you did three years ago?
2: No. <laughs> I mean, that's the long and short of it. Um, Simone was
0: watching... It, this you were not living in Chicago, but you were watching it because you were interested in Chicago. You were living in Seattle. What were your first reactions when you heard about this case, and how interested were you? Not being in Chicago,
2: I got to say from the jump, I was decidedly not okay. interested. Like, so so my relationship to, to this case when it when the alleged attack slash alleged hoax uh, first happened in twenty nineteen. It was, like, all over my Twitter feed. But A, I didn't watch Empire, so I didn't have any idea who Jesse Smollett was or have any interest in him as a slightly right. famous person. I We also saw, like, people all over the country, politicians all over the country come out, especially in the immediate aftermath, in support of Smollett, right? They were like, this hate crime is disgusting, it's atrocious. And because there was this element of, like, a Trumpian... Uh, you know, that that they yelled that this is MAGA country, it just sort of fueled that. And I just found that, frankly, really uninteresting because, like, all the discourse around... By that point in 2019, like, I felt like we'd sort of said all we needed to say (laughs) about...
1: We were so deep into that Trumpian... Rhetoric uh, that I was just like, damn, this is another trash ass thing that's happening <laughs> during this this cluster clusterfuck of an administration. Which again, is a continuation of of, of racism in America.
2: And the, like, I don't really remember people in my life reacting when the attack, uh, right when when everyone thought it was a hate crime and that he had been attacked. There wasn't really a whole lot of. I definitely remember people having opinions when the theory that it was a hoax became public all of a sudden that was a reason we should care was because right that like somehow that the hoax that it being a hoax was worse than a hate crime being committed the idea that this person would lie about being attacked is somehow way worse than if attack actually occurred
1: when people thought it was an attack you obviously had these you know, these public figures and on social media people coming out and like, this is another example of how bad things are and, and where we are. And then you have like the right sort of like being yeah. quiet. Like, let, like we, we ain't going to talk about this in either way.
0: Even though it should be politically, it, every every side of the aisle should agree, a d- hate crime is a terrible thing.
1: <laughs> but then when the idea that it was a hoax, it was almost like the people who were on his side or uh, who who were sympathetic, they needed to be like louder and affirming mm-hmm. that if this was a hoax, this is a terrible thing. To, and then the people on the right, obviously, now they are no longer silent, and they're like, "This is an attempt to create controversy against us." So it was almost once it immediately got louder from all sides.
2: Right. It's like important to note, like that happened within like within like three weeks. Like, yeah, it
0: all came, it all unfolded really quickly. So Simone, you're saying, well, and Jacoby, you as well, that. When we assumed and, you know, we believed it was the hate crime that happened against Jesse Smollett, only part of the population was enraged and upset. But as soon as it was like, wait, he made this up, then we heard from this other part of the population. But you didn't think the hate crime was so terrible. Not enough to speak up. Yeah,
2: I think, I think... Yeah, I think that's true. At least from where I was, right? I imagine it was probably different if you were here. But mm-hmm. in terms of like sort of getting it filtered through a national, because it was a national story, that was the filter I kind of got.
0: Why was it a national think, story, you think? I mean, Each of you.
1: I think it was a national story, one, because of, like, who he was, to because of the nature of the crime, because he is a black gay man, everything is happening with more, like, attention. And so it's mm-hmm. like the hate towards him is, is elevated. The attention is elevated. In-
2: I also think the MAGA thing makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, the Once you invoke Trump's name yeah. into any news story, all of a sudden it becomes, especially, like, especially then... Oh, this is some in this is indicates something broader about our culture, about American mm-hmm. culture, about political culture, and therefore we need to talk about it to death because it's trump yeah
1: i th- I think people care for the same reason they watch Empire or they watch, you know all my children, there is literal, there's a, a celebrity involved. There's a television show, there is, the the attackers are potential Nigerian scammers and then there's a potential sexual relationship between the actor and one of the, the brothers. And unfortunately for the, the, the people involved, it's their actual life, their actual day to day. But to, to the on looking, like to the public, this, this soap opera just has every Tyler Perry detail you would want. Like,
0: <laughs> I am going to put you both in the position of explaining from your point of view why, in terms of justice and our city and politics, why should we care about this trial?
1: I mean, I think you should care because for good or for bad, you should see what the criminal justice system looks like when you have, when there's money mm-hmm. involved. How many resources are involved? How much attention is paid to it? How, you know, so many people moving through that courthouse facing much more significant charges, potentially charges that they didn't, you know, that they are innocent on. And and we're not giving that any amount of attention. We don't care. This shit is probably going to end up in somebody doing community service. And yet... Probation Yeah, community service. We've spent weeks, months, years talking about it. You know, our criminal justice system, for lack of better words, is a television mm-hmm. drama and, and the type of cases that end up on the front pages um, say a lot about who yeah. we are
0: and what we care about.
2: There's a part of me that wants to argue that you shouldn't care, that you should use your brain space for yes, something we else. We already yeah. established um, because, that you
0: have to care. I'm telling you, you I, have I, to make the argument.
2: I'm getting there. You have to argue there. that we care. Uh, <laughs> Why you have to care. This is I,
1: debate. This is, you yep, have to take both sides. Yep,
2: I have to take both sides. I'm getting there. To me, the other thing about our justice system or the legal system I should say that that you can take away from this is that the the actual trial the the part of the process where theoretically we go through the facts to determine the truth isn't actually a very effective Fact-finding process. Mm-hmm. And as we've said multiple times, we still don't really know or feel like, or not even th- just that we don't know, but we don't even really feel like we have of a good what sense of what right. happened. Right, And with this case in particular, you can just really see how none of that s- seems to be in search of the truth.
1: That's exactly how, what you were saying when we finished the Rittenhouse trial. It was like none of this felt like it was really about getting to justice. It was about every single person involved playing their sort of their their little role in in this larger thing that at the end, everybody ends up feeling like, what what did we just go through? And did we arrive at any sense of like truth? So that's, that's such a good point.
0: Thank you, you guys, for talking me through this. Sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Glad to do it. Jacoby.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you so much for for modeling this. I I hate to feel so like on the fence about it, but that's what I'm left feeling. I'm really just like, we at the end of the week and I'm just like, I don't, I have no clue.
0: Last night, Jesse Smollett was found guilty on five of six charges that he falsely reported to police he was the victim of a hate crime. Host Jacoby Cochran and producer Simona Licea talked to me right before the verdict. Thanks to Sam Trump for our theme music and Mark Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop. Host Jacoby Cochran will be back on Monday. Sydney Madden has ideas in our newsletter on how to quench your holiday thirst. Go back and check out producer Simone Alisea's great interviews on the podcast this week. You can sign up for the newsletter and listen to the pod at chicago.citycast.fm. I'm Carrie Shepard. Happy weekend. We're back on Monday.
1: Yeah, I feel like SVU already did a a bootleg version of this story. Did they
0: do Smollett? Jacoby, they did. They did. They definitely did. They did. did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, you kidding? Dick Wolf grabs the headline. Yeah, he
1: grabs that (laughs) shit. I'm
0: waiting. He's got to make 47,000 episodes of stuff I'm waiting for like They have to pull from I'm waiting for
2: the FX uh, series on this.